Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is October 10th, 2023. Today's song recommendation is Jesus I Believe by Big Daddy Weave. Today's scripture, we are continuing in the book of Revelation. We are on chapter 3. And if you have been tuning into this to this series, I mentioned the last time in from chapter two that I would talk a little bit about Jezebel. So I'll read part of Revelation two, verse twenty-three. Just a little history on Jezebel. She was of the very, very evil wife of King Ahab. King Ahab was a king of Israel, and it's noted that he King Ahab had provoked the Lord more than the previous kings of Israel. Ahab and Jezebel lived during the time, <clears throat> excuse me, the time of Elijah, the prophet Elijah. And remember, Elijah is the prophet that didn't die. He got caught up in the whirlwind and God took him straight to heaven. So he's He's a very important man in the Bible. So Jezebel, she worshipped Baal, the god of her people. So evil, demonic Jezebel. Anybody that has the spirit of Jezebel is a worshipper of Baal, an antichrist, somebody that it would be considered very evil. So she had evil actions. Uh, she was known to kill God's prophets and the innocent Naboth. He had some, um, I believe he had a vineyard. I, I may have that incorrectly, but Jezebel had him killed. So it, she did a lot of lying during she had Naboth killed so her husband King Ahab could have that land because he coveted that land. Anyway, that's part of her story. Again, I may have the the uh, vineyard wrong, but Jezebel, she, she was evil, 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 evil. She did a lot of evil stuff. Well, she worshiped Baal. Her father, I believe, because she was a princess, and I believe he had a name that was something Baal. I, I don't know. She, she, her ancestors were, were of evil, evil, evil. Jezebel, she also, I, I believe she fell off of a tower, and she had like blood splattered all over the place on the, the side of the, the walls. And it was just a gruesome death. And the only parts of her that were found, because Elijah had prophesied, he had said she was going to die and um, dogs would eat her flesh. So the only thing they found of her body was her skull and feet and the palms of her hands that's what that's what was left that the dogs didn't eat and 
so in Revelation chapter 2, verse 20, Jesus brings up the woman Jezebel. And whoever follows her they appeared to be followers sorry just a moment i i had written down something but i'm getting ahead of myself so let's let's just read uh revelation chapter 2 verse 23 so jesus says well i'll read from 21 and I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts. And I will give to each one of you according to your works. So. Jesus, get this, he finds the church of Thyatira, which was a corrupt church. He finds them, he says, I know your works of love, service, faith, and your patience. So these people appear to be good people, but they were not. He says, nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. In chapter, I believe still in chapter 2, it talks about Balaam and uh, the Nicolaitans also very immoral people they had no restrictions they sacrificed food to idols there were many corrupt people that supposed christians were doing the right thing but they were also practicing the evil things and we have such people in churches today that they go to church every sunday and they have uh, love, service, faith, and patience, but they have, they're still corrupt. They're still, they're claiming to be born again, but they are not because somebody born again isn't going to want to be or able to be the old creation. And so many people are, they're of the mindset. Now, this is my opinion but they're of the mindset that they've said they, they've like the people of today confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead and they're, they're they say they say this in church because at the end of every before before they're set let go from church service they're asked to if, if anybody wants to say these words to be saved today and many people say them but they don't mean them. And these are the people that go to church, oh, I'm saved, I'm saved, but then they're living life as though they've never, they've never had to change. So I, like in this corrupt church of Thyateria, they had, by 
Jesus says you have works, love, service, faith, and your patience, but yet you are you are allowing Jezebel to teach and seduce, to commit sexual immorality and eat sac eat things sacrificed to idols. These people were good and corrupt, but not wanting to change. But God does find a few in that city that haven't defiled themselves, that didn't go for the doctrine of Jezebel, which he notes in here, who have not, these are the people that have not known the depths of Satan. So what he's telling the church of Thyateria is, they have known the depths of Satan and they're living in it. They're corrupt. But there are a few that Jesus finds that um, he says, as many as, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burdens, but hold fast that you have but hold fast what you have till I come, and he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. So that's where we ended in the last chapter. So the Thyateria Church had works, love, service, faith, and patience. They appeared to be followers, but they were very corrupt, following that woman Jezebel, who was a Baal worshiper the spirit of jezebel lives lives today some like i said didn't share in that doctrine so the others the majority of them from this corrupt church were double-minded jesus does not like a double-minded person followers of him but followers of their self in false idolatry they, they are, we're going to go into that in the next church, the lukewarm church. He, he says, pick a side. You can't be followers of me and followers of Baal. Or, you know, I'm just going to call it Baal, devil worship. You Anything that is not of, if you don't fully follow Jesus, and you know who you are, you you haven't given you haven't committed your life to Jesus you haven't fully accepted him as lord and savior because your your actions should prove you to be a double-minded person so you well, let's get into the next chapter let's see oh i i do want to mention that god he says he gave Jezebel time to repent of her sexual immorality and she didn't repent so Jesus is saying if you have that Jezebel spirit you can repent but anybody that that refuses to repent well pretty much says you're you're going to uh, Oh, how does he put it? He puts her on a sick bed, Jezebel, and uh, 
I'm finding it here. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. And he also says, I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts. And I will give to each one of you according to your works. So I'll leave it, leave it there. That's pretty... He's pretty clear right there. Chapter 3, Revelation, the dead church. Now we're going to talk about the dead church, Sardis, and the lukewarm church, Laodicea. And to the angel of the church of Sardis write, These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. And I know, I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will, bl I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Pause. I mentioned in chapter 1, I didn't know what the seven spirits of God were, and but I mentioned that they are God because Spirit is capital S. So whenever we see that, it's not just seven random spirits. No, these seven spirits are of God. And Jesus says, that these people, they, they have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. And he asks them to be watchful and strengthen what remains that's ready to die. And he says, I have not found your works perfect before God. And he's, he's out telling them to repent, but if they do not watch what they're doing, he will come as a thief in the night. And of course, that's when he comes. We don't know the day or time when he comes to rapture his, his church, but the people that aren't ready, it's, it's, it's not good. But he also says that he finds people in Sardis who have not defiled their garments and that they shall walk with him in white, for they are worthy. Yeah, the faithful church. Let's read about that one. That is the church in Philadelphia. I forgot about that one. So let's read there. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write. Now, people, this is where we want to be, in the faithful church. This is where, remember I said in the last message, we are the temple of God. We are a lampstand. Where do we where are we in our walk with God? In which church are we going to? 
hopefully the faithful church. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan, who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet, and to know that I have loved you, because you have kept my command to persevere. I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast that you have, excuse me, hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Pause. In the last message, I said I had a correction regarding the Judaism religion. I had called them an occult. And as I researched that word, those those people that are in occult worship practice witchcraft and, and, and the devil, right? Well, I could just say they're a cult that are practicing evil because they do not believe in Jesus Christ. They refuse him. They deny him. And if they don't believe in Jesus Christ, then they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. So Jesus calls them out twice in the book of Revelation, the Jews of, of the day, and the Jews that are still following this doctrine, Judaism, are, he, he wouldn't just call these people a synagogue of Satan. He, he would call any group that, and not just the Judaizers, but any religion, like I've said. I'm not singling out any group, but in here, in this particular text, he's referring to the Jews that practice Judaism. And he's calling them out, and he's, he's, he's telling them that uh, they're worshiping the devil. So I'll correct the word occult to cult. And anybody that is in the wrong doctrine is in, a, is in a cult. You have to believe in the Son of God and that he rose on the third day. You have to believe that. You have to have faith in him and him alone. It can't be all these people that think that we, we have the same God. No, we do not. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And Nobody goes to heaven without believing on the sun. So if these other religions, Muslims, Buddhists, whoever they are, uh, this Allah is not our God. Why? Because he's not Jesus Christ. 
they are utterly lost. That is a false god, a false doctrine. They cannot, we cannot accept that as who we follow, the one true God. How does this chapter start? He who is holy, he who is true. There is no truth in the Muslim God. There is no truth in the Buddhist religion. There is no truth in the Judaism religion. There is no truth in the Mormon religion or the, uh, the uh, I can't think of who they are. Anybody that does not believe in, in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as being one true and holy God is, is an antichrist believer and their gods are false. It's false idolatry. It's a spirit of Jezebel. They are following the ways of ba uh, Balaam. They are following the ways of that other uh, the Nicolaitans. They, they are following the wrong way. Key word, Jesus Christ is the way. The only way. The only way. Period. It's not even a debate. It really isn't. So he says, uh, this group, don't you can, I, I consider myself of a person of a little strength. <laughs> I have kept the word of God and I have not denied his name and his name only. And uh, right, what else is let me that I want to say about this particular. I actually, uh, uh, there was something in the last message that I had wanted to say, but I can't remember what that was. Okay, so in chapter 3 in the Faithful Church, he says, I will keep you from the hour of trial, which will come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I'm coming quickly. So these people that are in the faithful church are the ones raptured, are the ones taken up into the cloud that we don't have to go through the hour of trial, which will come upon the whole world. Anybody that is wishy-washy, double-minded, will be left. And I just love that. Okay says here, I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem. I mentioned that in the last chapter about us having, God has, in God has an, he has his own definition of his Jew. Because why would he call the Jews fake? They're clearly born into being a Jew. So they're not, they're not uh, saying that they're not a true Jew, the people, because they're born into this Jewish religion, Judaism. They're born into it. So they're not, but Jesus is saying that they're not a, truly a Jew. He's calling him the synagogue of Satan. So if they're born a Jew, 
how can according to God they not be one but calling but he's calling them out to be fake ones so that's why I'm saying that he has his own definition for Jew because this the the Jerusalem that's here on earth isn't the true Jerusalem so those that live there aren't the true Jews unless they are believers in Jesus Christ Anybody in Israel, and there's a lot going on in Israel right now, right? And we cannot be against them. We cannot. I don't believe we can be against them, but but believe that we should be for them, but in praying for them that they are delivered from evil and that they start believing in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. But those that don't believe in, in any any part of the face of the earth are are they're anti-Jesus, they're anti-Christ. So he's bringing down a new Jerusalem which comes down from heaven. And then he says, I will put on them a new name. Now, if you're you're physically born a Jew and you don't believe in Jesus Christ the Son of God he's talking to you you're an antichrist but if you are born a Jew and you do believe in Jesus Christ the Son of God he's not calling you out to be fake and that goes for anybody that lives on the planet earth so when he brings down his new Jerusalem then he will put upon us a new name from the new Jerusalem so we have to just pray for Israel pray for the Middle East I've had ears to hear that they hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches this is what he's he's put this is how he's showed me so the lukewarm church let's read there and to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth, because you say, I am rich, have, come, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched and miserable poor blind and naked I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see as many as I love I rebuke and chasten Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and be with me. And, and he, excuse me, with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Pause. Yikes. 
This is where most Christians are in the lukewarm church. They are in the lukewarm church. They are neither hot nor cold. And Jesus says, if you're hot or lukewarm, especially lukewarm, he's going to vomit you out of his mouth. Vomit you out of his mouth. That means if you're like, say in the church of Thyateria where they had works, love, service, faith, patience, and they were doing the good works, <laughs> but yet they were following the spirit of Jezebel. He is saying, you need to pick a side. You need to be hot for me and only me on fire for me. Or you can be cold and be an antichrist and be utterly lost. But those that are lukewarm and on the fence and playing both sides of the fence, have one foot in, in, the, in the correct way, have one foot in the many ways on the wide road, those of you, gosh, you're going to be spit out, vomited out of God's mouth, vomited out. If you're like me, do you like to vomit? It, just the act of vomiting is, is awful. But Jesus says he's going to vomit you out of his mouth. And he means it. He means it. And I love that there's scripture in here from the Gospels in, in chapter 3 where he says, uh, well, he says uh, he's going to come like a thief in the night. And in a lukewarm church, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him. The Spirit of God will come into you and I if we believe on the Son of, Son of God. He will come into us and dine with us. And how, well, who wouldn't want that? It's time to pick a side. He who overcomes, I will grant to sit with. He says, I will over, he who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. That's just so beautiful. But we really need to pick a side. And he says, so then because you are lukewarm and neither hot, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing. He says, you do not even know that you're wretched. You're miserable. You're poor. You're blind and naked. We need to go through the refiner's fire. He's telling us, buy, buy the gold refined in the fire so that you may be rich. And this is going through the refiner's fire. The Holy Spirit can refine you where your clothes, your garments can be white. And so then you, you're not shameful anymore. You're not naked. You remember when Adam and Eve, when they ate of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree, the forbidden tree, they ate the fruit. They, they knew they were naked. They were shameful. They were hiding from God. We do not want that. We want to be refined in the refiner's fire, wear white clothes, wear white garments. And we're, we don't, when he comes like a thief in the night, or he says, I behold, I'm coming quickly, that we're standing there and we're ready, we're joyful. We're at peace, we're not ashamed, we're not naked, we are, we are ready for him, for his glorious return. Those are the saved people that have no fear of when he returns because the people that have fear of when he returns they're still shame they're shameful they're they're lukewarm 
get that relationship nice and tight with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He stands at the door and knocks. Let him in so he can come into you and dwell, indwell you. And when you have that, the love of God indwelling you, the Spirit of God indwelling you, he will help you change so you're not ashamed. Once you accept him, fully accept him, you're not wishy-washy, you're not hot, you're not cold, you're not lukewarm. Once you fully accept him, you don't have to be ashamed anymore, even if you mess up, because God, where was that scripture where he sees, he who sees the, um, who searches out the minds and the hearts, he knows who you are and how hard you're trying. He doesn't want you to be ashamed anymore, no matter if you, if you fall. You don't fall. He, he grants you grace. When you mess up and tears are falling, you are right with God. But those also might be tears of shame because you're still living in it. All day long you walk in the ways of the the lukewarm church walk in the ways of the cold church and then when you do something wrong you're like oh I read it in the Bible I shouldn't have did that <laughs> doing living in sin God says not one can be perfect only the Son of God he was the only perfect human being ever born on the planet so you and I even if we have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and we are on fire for him, we're still going to mess up. But we're not going to mess up so big. If, if you're still doing that, oh, go down to your knees and repent. Ask God to help you, deliver you from evil. But once we are truly saved, truly, truly believe in him, we've meant the words. We're on fire for the Lord. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm on fire for the Lord. And when I mess up, yes, I get down on myself, but I don't dwell there because I know I have grace. And each time I, I, am, I am a new creation. If you can say you are a new creation in Christ, all the little things that you mess up on, you have grace. You don't. You do not. No longer have to go up to the throne of God, and feel naked and ashamed, because He died for you. He died for me, so our sins could be forgiven. So our sins could be forgiven. These. Uh, this preaching of um, the churches, the seven churches. I mean, where do you find yourself? In the lukewarm church, you don't want to be. You don't want to be in the churches. Um, the the first the first church they didn't have any love. The second church they were they compromised. The third church they were corrupt. And then there was the dead church of Sardis, the faithful church. It's where we want to be. Put yourselves there in the faithful church. 
because we will be kept from the hour of trial, which will come on all the earth. And we're the ones that he'll rapture into heaven. And you don't want to be in the lukewarm church. Next chapter is on the throne room of heaven. I can't wait to read that with you. I hope this message has made sense. I hope I haven't fumbled my words too much. Again, I'm not singling out any group. But Jesus singles out a group. And I wouldn't be preaching the, the true word of God and, and, and reading to you the truth if I didn't bring up his words and say, say what he said. We have to be on fire for the Lord and anybody anti-Christ we have to pray for. And we have to pray for, uh, there's a lot of Christian people, true Christian people in Israel. We pray a hedge of protection around them head to protection and a lot of Christian people in the Middle East we have to pray a hedge of protection around them and those that consider themselves to be an apostle but they're not because they don't believe on the Son of God but to pray that they're delivered from that and not only to that group but to everybody on the face of the earth we have to pray for it, for people to be delivered amen amen until next time, I give all the glory to God. Much love to all. Bye.